yesterday was the first time we were in the same room for fucking eight years. The fact that Prince could bring all of us together and it sucks that it had to fucking come to this, you know? But, but we all know he's fucking here, you know? It's, it's, just a, it's a piece of shit situation turned into a fucking metal ass one. So, thank you guys for coming, thank you guys for contributing that shit's gonna help his family a lot, you know what? Just thank you guys for Friends, so say, Fuck you, pussy, start the show! <laughs> So it's been one year. That's about 12 months, 365 days. How many weeks are in a year? We have 24 hours per day, even though it is 23 hours, 56 minutes, and 4 seconds long. 7 days a week instead of 8 days a week, and 12 months a year instead of 13 months a year, and 52 weeks a year instead of 48 weeks a year, and 365 or 366 days per year, even though a year is 365.24219 days long. It's been a year since I got a new job, a new job that I was, I was excited to get, I was proud to get, and I was lucky enough to get. We'll get into this story on a different podcast. It's actually a topic for another podcast. So we'll get to that. That's another story for another time. So I, I had an interview, went well, um, passed a drug test. And was given a start date. That day was August 21st, 2017. Today I'm going to sit here and tell you a story. It's story time today about my friend Ruben. I met Ruben. We can get into the origin stories of Ruben and who he is. Ruben Wetzel is a man that I met in... I'm going to say summer of 2005 officially. I met this man at a at a barbecue. Now, it was actually a rager. Now, late 2005, people around the around Fontana would probably mention something about Joe's rager. Joe's party. Okay, Joe had a party. It was a damn good party. Some people might have talked about the second day of Joe's party. It did extend for two days, but what people really, what, what everyone really needs to understand was that Joe had a three-day rager. It lasted three days long. The first night, crazy shit was going on. There was bands in the living room. There was fights. There was holes punched in walls. People were getting antiqued. Caveman threw up in a pot and that somebody gave him to throw up in and wore it, donned it as a hat in a celebratory manner before passing out once again and getting completely tattooed by Sharpies and whatnot. Anyways, Rager. During this Rager, I met Pretzel. Ruben. Ruben Wetzel. And 
of my first immediate impressions was this dude's metal. He was just wearing Iron Maiden Slayer shirts, but and just you know drinking, you know, parting fucking hard. That's that's the basis of the beginning of our friendship. So it was night one ended. Everyone was scavenging. Everyone was leaving. People wanted to go get food. Pret started running the grill. I'm going to say Pret started running the grill at 5.30, 6 in the morning and just ran it until everyone was full. Ended up going to the store. There's a story where Joe and Lawrence actually went to the store to go pick up hamburger patties. And the guy, the cashier at the at the store said, hey, I saw you guys at this party last night. Which they told him, hey, we're doing it again tonight. That dude showed up with an 18-pack of Budweiser that night. Ready to rage. Classic fucking... Those were the days. Fontana days. So I started talking to this guy. Tall guy that was running the grill the entire time. Black dude. Metalhead. Kind of a weird... Kind of a weird accent. Kind of a weird... Uh, just, a, just a cool cat. And he was a friend of my brother's. And eventually became a brother himself basically my older brother we ended up hanging out every now and then but it wasn't until a couple months later that we you know we actually started hanging out he was coming over to the house he met my family my mother my father uh, the rest of my family and, and everyone already knew pretty much who he was and was pretty cool with him because he was an easygoing guy a little little rough around the edges but you know you can, once you get to know the man and decipher his mumblings <laughs> I'm joking decipher what he was actually fucking saying you formed a friendship and a friendship and a bond with this guy that like no other this dude was a special cat but one of the first real times I hung out with Ruben with Pretz everyone knew him his last name was Wetzel half black German roots in Fontana Inland Empire of all places don't know how the fuck this guy even came to be, but he ended up being someone very instrumental, very pivotal, and very he was he was a source of guidance through you know my evolution from a teenage dumb fucking idiot to a grown up dumb fucking idiot. This guy was there, and he was there to hand out nuggets of information throughout the way. I'm speaking on the relationship I had with the man. The first time I hung out with this guy, we were shit-faced drunk on a lifeguard stand at 3 in the morning in Newport Beach. And you know what me and him were doing? And you know what we bonded over? You know what we talked about? Me, stupid-ass, idiot, fucking, run-in-the-streets, metalhead type guy, pretz, metal as fuck, leather jacket, fucking jeans, boots. You know what we talked about? He was into thrash. He was into fucking death metal, Norwegian death metal, Viking metal. You know what we talked about? You know what we bonded over? Jazz. He sat there and he broke down jazz for me. He sat there. He broke down jazz for me. Got me to pay attention Got me to follow the rhythm by snapping his fingers. 
and just explained to me how metal jazz was. And that was just the first of many nuggets of information, observation, and truth that he's dropped on me, you know, since we since we've known each other. <clears throat> me being super close-minded at the time, he really opened my mind to just the roots of the roots of of metal like how how it came to be it came from places like jazz it came from from the emotion that you get the intensity that you get with jazz and then since then we've gotten as close as we can possibly get without fucking each other he was he ended up being an older brother to me. He ended up being a running mate. He ended up he ended up being a wingman. He ended up being a battle buddy. And when I say that, that's a lighthearted way to say we've handled a lot of fights on our own. Just me and him. And we won those fights. And he was someone that would go to war with you as long as as long as you guys <laughs> as long as you two shared a common bond that was strong he was there till the end for you there's not many people I can there's not many people like that right now let alone people I know in my personal life that was down for me as much as Ruben was and I didn't deserve that kind of loyalty. I didn't deserve a friend like that. Especially at that time. I was a fucking idiot. But this guy seen how stupid I was. And he was there to correct me along the way. And he wasn't fucking... He wasn't scared to give me the hard truth. And sit me down. And dude, to the point to... He would break my character down so much to the point where I'm in tears and I fucking hate the person he exposed me to because it was he pointed out my flaws and showed me what it was wrong with me and really helped change with my growth mentally and personally this is hard this is hard this is hard I'm not gonna lie and the only reason this is so hard is because it is difficult to put into words the effect that a single person had on me. And then losing that person. It's impossible to explain. It's impossible to put into words. But we, tr we fucking trudge forward. How did he taught me so much? Good and bad. He taught me fun things. He taught me illegal things. He's taught me mm, It's really not <laughs> it's really not my place to bring up everything that he's taught me, but you know, stuff that's going to stick right here forever. And still does to this day.
Pretz would get in fights with me. And on the same night, get in fights beside me. Pretz was my designated driver. Even though he himself, at times, was more intoxicated than I was, I would had a level of trust with this with him to get us home safely. And you know what? I'm still here. He took care of me. He was a brother. There is no other way to put this, man. Like, for instance, we went to this Halloween party full of Tongans. Now, there was a gang of Tongans in Fontana at the time that were just kind of just shit kickers. You know, it just really unneeded drama with these guys. We went to a Halloween party. I was a gorilla. Pretz had nothing to wear. But he had his fucking leather jacket and his boots. And he was just fucking metal. So all he said was, fuck, dude. Yeah, face paint. So I gave him face paint, and this motherfucker turned himself into some sort of like fucking death metal. He put on corpse makeup, which is basically what you see Norwegian death metal bands wearing. And he fucking looked sick. Like, he, he was on point. We were ready to go fucking party. So we show up to this party. We start drinking. We get fucked up. Tongan party. These motherfuckers start beating people up. Eventually gunshots and all that. Anyways, there was this guy that was standing next to us. Me and Pretz were just on guard like, fuck, what's going on? There was this guy standing next to us. He gets jumped by like two guys. And we're like, we see these Tongan dudes stomp this guy out. And then Pretz just looks at me, nods, and that, that was it. Starts bombing on them. Boom, boom, boom. So Pretz jumps on them, you know, fucking jab out a couple dudes. I get down and I pick up the guy they were stomping out because he was knocked unconscious just getting beat up. And I pick him up and I put him on a trash can. Now these trash cans, the ones with the wheels on the back, I put him on the trash can. Wheels slip out and the guy ends up just fucking flat back in the concrete. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but as go back and just get pretzels back. Just start fighting these dudes again after I try to save the guy. Seconds after, you know, it seems like a lifetime that this is going on. Anytime you're in a fight, it seems like it's fucking like. 30 minutes when in actuality it's like fucking five seconds but i just see him scrapping go back get his back and i just see an arm come over the fence and then spray like like that cops smash the door open they rush in pretz pretz is so fucking tall that when the guy reached his arm over the fence to pepper spray everyone it was mace or mace and when the guy reached over the fence to mates it was literally in fucking pretzel's face it was like like some random stimpy shit just <laughs> the guy just put his arm over the fence literally in pretzel's face takes a full blast mace to the eyes pretzel's fucking incapacitated i grab him by the back of his fucking leather vest jerk him back as, as fucking hard as i can because the cops rushed in they started just fucking just taking people down me and him hit the back gate jump over get into the neighbor's yard, cut through their fence, run down the street, get to my car where I had like fucking water in the car. And he's just washing his face off, laughing about the whole thing. We got away from the cops. We tried to save this guy. We scrapped out a few Tongans on the way. And we we're on our way to another party. That is that 
is the guy that that I was running with. That's that was him. And that seemed like every weekend. Shit, even in the middle of the week, we'd get into some shit. But he had that corpse makeup and with the pepper spray and the fucking water and all that shit. When it ran down his face, looked even more fucking metal than it did before. So, yeah, at, by the end of the night, I would need a designated driver. Me and Pretz have been going head to head, fucking alcohol and whatever party favors presented themselves. And at the end of the night, I couldn't drive because I'm irresponsible. But you know what? He was responsible for me. And he took that responsibility. And he would. He he knew my parents. And. On a real deep level. There was times through the last few years where he'd show up to our house. My family's house. And we were so busy being fucking lame ass adults. We were so busy being fucking pussies. That I would, oh, I got to go to work. I'm sorry, dude. I can't hang out tonight. And that was no problem. He would hang out with my family, with my mom and my dad. Our door was, our, we had an open door, but Pretz always had a home. That was his home, was our home. I didn't need to be there for him to be a guest. The door was open for him. And my family loved him. So a year ago today, I started my job. Cool job, sweet gig, benefits everything. Like I finally, I got my first legit job. First day, no joke, probably two hours into my shift. I get a phone call from someone near near to Pretz. And it was the worst news on the best day that I can ever get. On August 21st, 2017, I got the news that my friend Pretz was involved. My brother Pretzel, my brother Ruben Wetzel, was involved in a fatal motorcycle accident. And just like that, he was gone. My brother is gone. And as soon as I got off of work, I went to the store and I picked up a bottle of Jack Daniels. And from there, picked up my brother from his house and then went to Fontana. And we got blackout drunk in Gmo's driveway. There was people there that I haven't seen, that I haven't spoken to in years. And we grieved, celebrated, did what mm-hmm. what we normally do and tie one off to old Pretz. What gets me is I don't I don't think he understands how much he meant to everyone. And I don't think he knows well I know for sure he doesn't know how much he's changed everyone how close he's brought everyone together. Now, Pretzel's family, they're, um, I believe, Jehovah Witness, Jehovah's Witnesses. And all of us that Pretz hang out with and spent the majority of his time with, 
we didn't we barely even discussed religion it just wasn't something that was important to us none of us believed in anything or none of us believed enough to even preach to anyone so it just wasn't a thing I don't know if Pretz was didn't completely believe in God I can never say that but I know that it wasn't nearly as important as he as it is to most people so one of the main reasons I wanted to do this is because I wanted to celebrate Reuben Wetzel because his funeral his he was cremated and the funeral or celebration or whatever that his family put together didn't allow us to talk didn't allow us to share a few words or a few stories about pretzel and that really angered me because i've experienced so much with this with this guy that I would really want to share with everyone how I felt and what what sort of impact he's made to me as an individual. This guy's he taught me how to he taught me <laughs> There's a few stories I wanted to share at his funeral. Probably not appropriate, but this was a this was the type of guy he was. He was the one that told me that when you pass behind a guy, you put your back towards him. When you pass behind a girl, you put your towards them. Hopefully get a little. He was the guy that taught me how to pay for alcohol without an ID. He said, what you do is you go and you grab the beer. You go up to the counter and you put the money on the counter. And then let it play from there. Now, whether the guy wants to ID you, whether the guy wants to take the money... His justification was, I gave you my money, you know, <laughs> which was crazy. That's, that's, that's such a dumb idea, but he fucking told me from experience. That's how he used to get by. He said, what do you want? I already gave you my money. Fuck the ID. <laughs> You'll go through things and you'll remind yourself or you'll be reminded about lessons you've learned and how to deal with them. And I deal with that a lot. That'll come that'll come up every now and then. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know how to deal with this because this happened to me. I know how to deal with this because I read this. I know how to deal with this because my dad told me. There's a lot of instances I run into where I learned how to deal with this because my best friend taught me. My brother taught me. My older brother taught me, Reuben told me that this was going to happen. This is how you should react. And this is what makes sense. And I didn't get to share any of this at his funeral. None of us did. But you know what I did at his funeral? And... I have no apologies for what I did was he was cremated and those was urn of his ashes on display and of course I showed up hammered 
It was in Oceanside. Like, who the fuck goes to Oceanside? Wait, we're, we're, we're from the IE, dude. We don't have any fucking business out there in Oceanside. I drive four... I hope Pretz realizes I drove four fucking hours to a function where I wasn't even able to speak or tell, a, tell one story about my brother that I can no longer see anymore, that I can no longer create new memories or share memories with. I wasn't able to speak. Hold on. To even say a final goodbye to what remnants are left of my brother on this earth. Physical remnants. Ashes. So I showed up hammered. Pretz always drank JD. We always shared fucking Jack Daniels. Or Jaeger. I took a bottle of Jack Daniels to his service. Got together with the boys, went in the hallway, went in the restroom, pounded some, you know, just take, just take that fucking edge off because being there, funerals are fucking hard. All that shit is fucking, I don't know how people, you know, I know people that don't go to funerals just because of the fucking, it's weird. It's especially open casket, dude, that body's there. And it's not who you loved. It's there. That's them for sure. They're there. But you do see that body and it's hollow. There's nothing in there. And there's times where I've seen the body and there's nothing in there. And I'd rather not. I'd rather not see that. I'd rather remember them as I did with life in their eyes. So he had a, his ashes were there and I asked his family, I was respectful enough to ask his family if I can touch the urn because I, I wanted to say goodbye to my brother. They let me. So as soon as I got on that stage, I broke that bottle of Jack Daniels out. I opened it. I said what I had to say to my brother. I tapped it on the urn. And I had my last drink with him. Much to the dismay of his whole family. They immediately started yelling like, Hey, what do you get up? Get up. I don't care. Because... And I don't mean to throw sh- I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't hate anybody. Now, I don't mean to disrespect. I don't hate anybody. I don't have negative feelings towards his family. I don't have, I don't want to throw shade on his family. I don't have any, there's no malice involved. This is just something I had to do. Because I knew that he would do that at my funeral. Before the funeral that his family had happened, we wanted to do as friends our part in sending our brother off the best way we can. 
at the same time raising money for his family to deal with funeral costs and you know proceedings and everything like death the death industry is fucking murderous now what i what i mean by that is a funeral business it fucking kills people to lay their loved ones to rest because it costs a lot of fucking money so what we try to do is we try to ease the pain as much as we can by throwing a fundraiser for Pretz. And what this did was brought everybody who haven't spoken to each other in years to get together in an effort to raise money f- to lay our brother to rest. Now at the time, we were stunned. We were perplexed as to what to do. What, what could we do? What could we do to raise money for his family? So me and Anthony, Slick. So me and Slick were sitting there brainstorming. And I kind of, we kind of just, we kind of came up with the same idea. I told him, hey, let's get the Fury back together, being his old band, you know, with Joe, my brother, and Trey. We should get the old band back together. And fucking have one last show. One last show for Pretz to send it off. Now at the same time, McGregor Mayweather hype was going on. So we said, hey, this night, we should have a night where we show the fight. And then we have a show. And the turnout was amazing. It was hard Dude, now I'm telling you, pulling strings, this shit was hard. And me and him managed to do it. Me and Slick, along with, you know, other people, of course, the band, you know, the space that was that was lent to us, the amazing Orange Space in Redlands, California. Shout out to the Orange Space. And everyone that had a part to setting up food, setting up tables, you know, getting people, getting in contact, spreading the word, all this shit. We busted our fucking asses and we had a successful fucking night. Now we hit a a lot of bumps in the roads. There was a lot of bumps in the road. One in particular being that so many people bought the fucking pay-per-view on UFC.com, on any streaming service that was you know providing the fight so many people bought that shit that the servers crashed and the broadcast was pulled because they weren't able to fucking host that live fight to so many people well i got reimbursed the money for that you know shout out to ufc for reimbursing me that money but fuck ufc.com because they didn't give me my mcgregor mayweather hat that i specifically ordered the fight through that website to receive that hat didn't give it to me but they refunded the money so you know we all we all can't fucking win can't win all of them but we ended up going through all a alternative means to broadcast the fight to a room full of people who paid to see this not only paid to see this but paid to you know help for the cause you can't just let all these people down. The fight happens. We see it. The Fury. Fingers of Fury. Now, that was, they were a band. 
Fingers of Fury was a band that everyone fucking knew in Fontana and surrounding cities of the Inland Empire at that time because they just played backyard shows and they fucking shredded, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know they're my friends, my brother, but these guys fucking shredded. And for them to get back together surprised everyone. Surprised the fuck out of me. And after eight years of not playing, fuck, dude, eight years of not even talking to each other. They managed to shred up a small, a short set that blew everyone's minds away. Blew even their minds. Because they, they didn't even know they can remember all that shit. Or they didn't even know they can pull it off. And of course, Lewis, G, and Gmo, they had their car washes that were an extreme success the, the days after following that. And we came together as a collective and busted our ass to raise a shitload of money. It wasn't the goal that his family wanted. But goddamn, it made a fucking impact. So when we go to Pretz's funeral held by his family, I was left angered because of the way it was handled, the situation, the way it was handled. Now, like I said, I don't hate anybody. I was just upset that we couldn't celebrate our friend amongst his family as we, you know, not not necessarily as we wanted to, but at least say a couple things about him, please. So in my mind, we had our funeral. And we had a fucking hell of a funeral. That was, I wish I could be sent off like that. Drinking, a fight, a band. The, Slick was going through old pictures of Fingers of Fury, which was their band. He was going through old pictures. And he said in every one of his old pictures he had from backyard shows, you know, across the Inland Empire, pretzels in the background of every one of them. Head banging, rocking out, enjoying it. He loved everyone in the Fury. And he loved the Fury. And he would have loved to have been there. He was there. I fucking... He was there, dude. Whatever you believe. Whether you believe in afterlife ghosts, fucking lingering spirits, whatever. There was an energy I felt that night that not only felt right, but felt appreciated. His fucking... What do you call it? His specter. <laughs> the aberration that is Reuben Wetzel. We felt that. I felt that. I know for a fucking fact. This shit has changed me. Dude, this last year has been insane. As far as, like, you know, becoming a full-blown adult with responsibilities, a good job. I really have to maintain my life right now. And I am learning through knowledge I have passed down from Pretz. Still to this fucking day. I've rediscovered metal music. I've rediscovered heavy music and the spirit of metal after his passing. Pretz was the kind of guy that lived life on a whim. 
And that part of me died a bit becoming an adult. And that part of me just died a bit in the last whatever year, few years or so. But thinking about the things we've been through and his attitude and how he would deal with situations. I've sort of revisited that. And fuck, is it freeing? I listen to music differently. I approach life differently. I respect motorcyclists so much more. I've respected them before. You know, you move over the side of the lane while they're passing through. In California, I believe in California and Australia, those are the only two places that allow that allow motorcyclists to split lanes. I think that's inaccurate. You know, fact check that. Check it out. I respect, uh, you know, you move over to the side, you let them pass, they give you the fucking, they give you the, they give you the, they give you the fucking, they give you the fucking, you know, you get that little bit of respect when you move over to the side and you let them pass by. I am so fucking cautious of motorcyclists now because I don't want anyone to experience a loss that I did. Whether it was his fault or not. I don't know. I don't know what happened that night. There is police reports. There is footage. There is information out there. I don't want to see any of that. Huh. Whether it was his fault or not. I have a greater risk, not even respect. I have a greater caution now when I share the road with motorcyclists that I just want to make sure they're safe. And if you're riding a motorcycle, please be safe. Please be cautious. You know, it's fucking dangerous. It's a crazy thing to ride a motorcycle. Like I've ridden, I've fallen off motorcycles, all that. I respect motorcycles because they don't give a fuck if you're a good person, bad person. If you're not a responsible cyclist, a motorcycle fucking rider, you'll pay, dude. Fuck. So I'm killing this beer in memoriam. I've spoken to Pretzel since, you know, speak it out into the ether hoping that his lingering spirit somewhere can hear it and I've told him what I thought I told him how I felt I told him that I'm done crying over him I'm done with the grief yeah. obviously that's not true and anytime I do catch myself feeling down feeling sorry you know and I want to break down I can just hear him in the back of my mind calling me a fucking pussy telling me to fucking man up calling me a pansy pussy fucking piece of shit his brother posted that if Pretz was here to talk about what happened he would probably say shit happens and that couldn't be more fucking true he would say that. 
He would say, fuck it, shit happens. And if those were, if there's any words that I can leave with you tonight, it'd be fuck it, shit happens. So. Pretzel's probably looking up at us somewhere right now. Still calling me a pussy for feeling this way. But I wanted to do this as a as a form of therapy. As a form of a tribute. As a, as a way to say my final goodbyes. Because I wasn't able to formally. At his... Fucking... <clears throat> a moment of silence for my fucking brother, everybody. <clears throat> to Pretz, every drink is for you. Hail to thee. I'll feed a saint. Keep the fucking beer cold in hell, my brother. <clears throat> 